So we're going to continue our series in uh, how to date right in a swipe right culture. And uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to my man, Paul Artino. He's been doing a great job of leading us through this series. Him and Corey are are currently uh, overseas in in Japan, actually, at a uh, pastor's conference leading um, some pastors over there in Japan. through a ministry called See Jesus. And so uh, if you guys would just continue to be praying for them um, and safe travels for them. Uh, but I, I love what Paul has been able to uh, articulate and how he's been able to articulate the, the, the scriptures to help us navigate through this, this dating series. Um, and so tonight we're going to transition into from how to date into who we should be dating. And, and, and the person that we're going to focus on tonight is a person of sacrifice. And, and I want to get just right out of the gate, share this. Um, I, <laughs> I know the struggle. I, I know the struggles all too well of, of, of this stage of life and what comes with it of trying to date right. Um, I, I've got my share of, of scars and, and wounds from, from, from years ago, um, that honestly, I want to I allow this, this time to, to really uh, process this with you and to help be somewhat of a, a guide, a, 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 a witness to help shape you guys in, in this season of your life. Um, so, so we're going to jump right into it. Um, when, when I was in your stage of life, which was... Uh, 14 years ago. Yeah, that was, yeah, don't say dang. That ain't old. <laughs> Jeez. Come on now. Some of y'all got socks old as 14. Anyway, um, so uh, I, I remember um, I, was, uh, I, I was done with the whole dating just to date. Like I was dating with the purpose of wanting to get married. And I reached out to a friend of mine. His, his name is Mario Dertenzio. Uh, and I was like, dude, I am so ready, bro. And he's like, um, well, good. That, that's great that you're ready. Um, but here's what I would suggest you're doing, just a suggestion. I said, okay, what, what you got? He said, uh, put down, I got a pen and pencil and everything, paper. Write this down, Habakkuk 2, or Habakkuk 2. Habakkuk 2, 2. And you don't have to, you can write this down, yeah, for sure, but... Um, but I'm just telling my story. And so I wrote it down. And what it says, and I'm going to paraphrase it, it says, write these things down on tablet. Make it plain. Because it, it, it may seem like it's going to take a long time, but when it comes to pass, it's going to come to pass quickly. Now, I wrote that verse down with some of these qualities that I was looking for in a wife. I wrote that down. In 2003, didn't meet my wife until 2005, didn't get married until 2007. That's a grand total of about four years that that verse took to come to pass. But it came to pass, and it was on me. And now we are about to celebrate 12 years of marriage in, in January. Oh, that, I, yeah, no, shout out to my wife. I mean, she's, oh my gosh, she, she puts up with a lot. So, um, and, and, and so 
It would have been cool if I had that list with me tonight, but I don't. So, but here's what I, I did. I, I took the liberty of, of jotting down what I, I thought. Again, this is just wisdom from, from Shannon, my years and experiences, that I want to just share with you about what you to look for in a person of sacrifice. And so I'm going to try to go slow with these, um, but not too slow. Uh, a person of sacrifice is compassionate and considerate. They walk in humility, and they're not puffed up or arrogant. A person of sacrifice views others as equals or, or higher value than themselves. A person of sacrifice is not disrespectful. And right now I want to teach y'all some ebonics. Call that in my neighborhood, we call that out of pocket. So I don't know if y'all can see this. It don't go in my outfit. It don't fit. It don't look right. That's just out of pocket. That's, it just it gives you like, what's wrong with him? He's crazy. Like, like, yeah, that's when you're disrespectful, you go, hey, what's wrong? You're crazy. We, we, we don't, a person of sacrifice is not out of pocket. So, so when you see somebody being disrespectful, you can, yeah, you have my permission um, to say, hey, you're being out of pocket. Don't be out of pocket. All right, moving on. Um, a person of sacrifice is patient and, and not self-seeking. They talk the talk and walk the walk. They speak words of life. They take no delight in wrongdoing. And they walk in integrity, avoiding chaos. And again, this, this list now is it, just, just to get this conversation started of, of like where we're going in this conversation of what a person of sacrifice looks like. And, and, and so often we, we kind of spend our time and our energy and of focusing on looking for the right person when we should have the same amount of time and energy focusing on being the right person. So I have kind of three main observations for us and what we should look for when it comes to a person of sacrifice. But before we do that, let's pray. Let's ask for the Spirit's witness and leading in this moment. Father, we are so incredibly thankful for these moments and opportunities that you have watched over us. Um, God, I, I thank you for um, this moment. Would you, would you allow your spirit to really begin to stir in this moment to your people, God, to, to those who have an ear to hear, God? Would you open up our minds, our hearts, and allow us to receive what, he, what it is that you're, that you're saying to us through your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the, the first kind of big idea when it comes to a person of sacrifice that, that I want you guys to, um, that you should be looking for, is a person of sacrifice puts others before themselves. Pretty simple stuff. Pretty standard. We're going to start basic and kind of work our way up. Philippians 2. Three and four says this, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more, more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And that's essentially what a person of sacrifice does. He or she is more concerned about others than themselves. 
And their, their motivation is simply to be used in the moment that will point others to Christ. And, then, and, and so I, I was just t- talking about my wife, so I want to I kind of brag on her a little bit. Um, she, she, man, shout out to my wife because she holds me down, been holding me down for 14 years, y'all. You can't, you can't buy that kind of love. Um, so, so I love, love, love my wife. Um, but y'all, if you've seen us around and, you, and we got, you know, an RC that, you know, that we, we have on Monday nights and, and we, we look like um, just that loving couple and everything, but that, that's the glory. Let me tell you some of the story behind all of that. <laughs> when we were dating, um, I was, I was, so uh, I had finished up, graduated, and I was still around uh, NAU campus kind of working out and stuff, hoping for a shot to play, um, continue my, my football career. And, and I got a chance to play, uh, got, a, got a contract with the Fresno Coyotes, the arena football team over in Fresno. And so uh, me and my wife, we were dating at the time. And so um, I actually broke up with her. I know, godly. Don't throw nothing at me. Because um, I did not want to be in a relationship that was long distance. I had been down that road before, and I, I want no parts of it. And here's, here's the kicker. She, now I didn't notice, I didn't notice until, actually until we got married, that she took a second job. So she was working at the university, at, at NAU, and then part-time, 20 hours a week, she took a second job at a call center to save up enough money so that she can move to Fresno. Yeah. That, so take notes, fellas. A person of sacrifice is quick to care for the needs of others without expecting anything in return. That, my wife is so good at that. And I'm learning from her what that looks like every single day. She's, she's a teacher for me at home when watching her with our kids, watching her uh, when, when she... Y'all excuse me. <clears throat> the stuff that I put my, my wife through and to watch her display the gospel every single day and never bring that stuff up, it's just so... So amazing to, to, to watch and witness every single day. Y- y'all excuse me. I, I love my wife. <laughs> and, and the way that she cares for me, she is that person of sacrifice. Without, without a shadow of a doubt. All right, let me get it together. They rejoice in hope. They are patient in hard times. They seek to live in harmony with others as far as it depends on them. 
And so when we're, again, expressing, expressing what it looks like to, to be seeking after someone who's a person of sacrifice, let's remember they, they put others first. Our second observation is that they do not conform to this world. And we see that in Romans 12, 1 and 2, which says this, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. And, and what we see here is uh, Paul is actually giving us a warning about conforming. He's, he's warning us about being conformed to this world because the world is, is in, in, in total rebellion against God. And if you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. And some of you in here can preach this part of the sermon better than me. And, and here's why I say that, because there's a lot of you that, that have been in the wrong places, been with the wrong people, made the mistakes, seen the turmoil, and you've come to the realization that you don't want that life anymore. And that's where Paul wants us to land. I don't, I don't desire that anymore. I don't want that lifestyle. I want Jesus. And that's what we're, 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 we're coming to in this, in this particular section. And, and so if I, if I may, y'all just bear with me. But let me talk to the ladies real quick. Ladies, a, a man who doesn't conform is willing to wait to marriage. You don't have to coerce him to wait. He's willing to do that all by himself. All the ladies said amen? Amen. But hold on, fellas, listen up. Fellas, a, a, a lady of sacrifice, she, she does not have to dress provocatively to seek your attention. She is winsome as a, as a child and a daughter of God with her own given God beauty and intelligence. All the fellas said amen. Amen. Uh, now we're on the same page here. A person of, uh, who has been transformed in their minds have, been, have, have had their blinders removed through the Holy Spirit, which is called the, the work of salvation. And now they're able to see how culture tries to dictate the relationship. But God speaks a, a louder and a truer word over them about who they are and their identity in Christ. And that is the ability to keep them from conforming to the patterns of this world. The word transform in, in the text here is where we get our English word metamorphosis. And the best description I, I, can, I can pull up from this is when a caterpillar goes into its cocoon and then in a short time later becomes a butterfly. 2 Corinthians 5.17 calls that a new creation. A person who's been transformed is now a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. The person who does not conform, they view the relationship as an opportunity to point each other to Christ. Which brings me now to our, our last observation. That a person of sacrifice, they, they bear fruit. And, and bear with me if you've never heard that term before. It means basically their life 
their, their, their actions back up what they believe. They bear fruit. Matthew 7, it talks about, um, and it, towards the end there, this is Jesus. He's coming off of the Sermon of the Mountain. As a matter of fact, he's towards the end of, the, of his Sermon on the Mountain, and he's a, addressing the crowd there on this particular issue of a person is known by their actions. And, and I want to read to you real quick. This is uh, Matthew 7, 16 through 20. It says this, you will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased trees bear bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. 16, verse 16 and verse 20, Jesus is emphasizing you will know them by their fruits. And when he does that, we need to pay attention to that. A person of sacrifice has fruit. And they're only able to accomplish this by surrendering their lives and their will to God and allowing God to take the keys to their life. One writer says it like this. It's like signing a blank contract and then giving it over to God and allowing him to then fill in the stipulations. That's what a person of sacrifice looks like when he bears fruit. On the other hand... Proverbs 14, 12 says this, that there's a way that seems right to a man, but in his end is death. And there's a way that looks like you're bearing fruit. You can go through the motions, but you're nowhere near it. Again, I know that all too well. In my senior year in in AU, um, so this was coming off now. I've, I've talked to my friend Mario about that list. And now I want to take this list for a test drive. And, and I'm, you look, no, nah, not you. No, yeah, no, no, not you. Uh, we have, you know, conversations in passing and all this other stuff. And, and all of a sudden there's this one young lady. Well, it could be possible. We started having more conversations. She was a student athlete as well. And so we were seeing each other a lot during the day as far as passing by and just talking, just chit-chatting and stuff about, you know, sports and our uh, different uh, uh, different sports, and so, uh, long story short, we wound up, um, we wound up, you know, exchanging numbers and, and having conversations, and, and and I look back at my list, and, and, and I'm starting to notice that, you know, we, we've had these conversations now for, well, I don't know, about a month or so, and, and I'm seeing that she doesn't meet all the qualifications, but that's all right. Uh, at this point, I'm like, hey, man, I've been waiting a long time. I don't see you in sight, God, so let me help you out. Uh, and, and so I just, you know, hey, let's let's see what this thing, let's let's see what happens. So we started dating, and her, uh, we she was over at the house. We we were uh, we were um, I don't know what we were doing, but it was a bunch of us roommates and everything with that. And um, I don't know how we got on this subject of family, but she said, "You you wanna you wanna know about my family?" She calls her her dad, puts him on speakerphone. And he says, listen, on speakerphone, I'm sitting next to her. 
you are in college now. You are no longer my responsibility. Do not ever call me again. Leave me and my family alone. You and your mother figure it out from here on out. Pretend I do not exist. Heart drop. Mouth, what did I just hear? She broke it. And, and remember now, I said it, there's a way that seems right to a man. Because at that moment, I said, you know what? I would never allow that to happen to her again. I'm going to step in and be Savior. And we just sang the song, God does not share his glory. And that whole entire relationship, the weight of that relationship was on my shoulders. I felt like I had to carry the entire thing. And it wasn't too long I was having to confess sins and, and things that we were doing and, and figuring out, well, God, why, where are you? Because you, you, you decided to be on the throne, fella, so you figure it out. And I figured it out the, the hard way. So much so that I was just broken, broken from that relationship. And all of that baggage and, 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 and all of the, the, those things that I tried, to, I tried to mask over in the relationship, putting on these facades because we were going to, we were going to church. We were going to Bible studies as a couple. All the while rotting. We were rotting on the inside, and I was leading the charge. The, the shame, the shame that I carried over that relationship and the weight and the guilt. Y'all, it, it really broke me. It was unbearable. And Jesus was the only thing that was able to set me free. A person of sacrifice who bears good fruit and, and, and in this instance. Good fruit is the actions that, that they're backing up what they're believing in. That person is a reflection of the kingdom of heaven. And their actions brings glory to God and not to themselves. And I want to paint a, a now a healthy illustration of what that looks like. And, 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 and we, we see this story in Hosea, in the book of Hosea. He's a prophet who's been instructed by the Lord to go and take a wife for himself. Now, now here's where, where things get a little tricky in this particular story. Because the wife that he's, he's been instructed to marry is a known prostitute. So, so Hosea, he's, 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 he's obedient and he's faithful and he marries her. And in, in, in the time of their marriage, the, her, her, her name was Gomer. Um, yeah, got all kind of problems. Um, <laughs> Gomer, while they're married, falls back into her old lifestyle. And, and, and Hosea now is like, okay, what, now what? And here's what God tells Hosea. And this is, again, Hosea. Chapter 3, 
verses 1 and 1 and 3. I'm going to read from the screen. It says, uh, the Lord said to me, go show your love to your wife again. Though she is loved by another man and is an adulterer. Let me just pause right there. How many of us going to step in that shoe? Now again, I love my wife. <laughs> you know, to you. Man, I, that's, a hard, that's a hard one for me. And yet, God is telling Hosea, go and take back your wife. Love her as the Lord loves Israelites, the Israelites. Though they turn to the other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. Raisin cakes sound nasty as I don't know what. I can't stand a dried up piece of fruit like that. Yuck. They won't. They got God the Father, and they won't raisin cakes. I've digressed. Um, so, <laughs> so Hosea, he buys her, his wife back. She she winds up in slavery, and he buys her back for fifteen shekels. Y'all want to know what fifteen shekels is in U.S. dollars? $4.11. And he takes her and he loves her. And the point of this story is not for us to be seeking out individuals with, with loose morals. Uh, you can easily get that from that, but that's not this story. You, you can't get it from here. That, that's behavior modification when you think you can change the person. You're not God. He will not share his glory. The point of this story is that the fruit of Hosea's actions was, in, was harmonizing, was in sync with the gospel. That's the point of this story. How Hosea loved her, his wife, when she was unlovable, <laughs> unclean, detestable. He buys her back. He, he picks her up. He gives her a home and gives her a new identity. That's good news right there. A person that bears good fruits reflects this same type of attitude and character, which carries out a ripple effect that moves others towards God. So now I want to address for our takeaways from this message. I want to address, I think everyone is going to fall into one of three of these categories. <clears throat> The first one is, the first category is this. I want to address the individuals who are, they're not dating, but, but they want to be dating. Your time as a single person is, is to be treasured. It's a gift. In 1 Corinthians 7, Paul kind of goes into this, this list of, man, when you are single, man, you care for the things of God. But those who are married, they got to care about the wife, the spouse. What's going on? What's going on with the bank account? What's, what's up with? What's up for dinner? What's up for? Why these kids all stinking dirty? What? <laughs> That's what they got. But as a single person, you get to care about the things of God. How you can be a pleasing aroma to God. Don't be too quick to rush into a relationship. Enjoy your time of singleness and wait patiently on the relationship because trust me, it's going to come to pass. For those who are currently dating, 
We're in the middle of dating. As Paul addressed, now now we're talking about Artino. He addressed this a few weeks ago previously. That that the, the only responsibility that we have, stop. The only responsibility you have is to point each other to, to, to Jesus. That's it. As you point each other to Jesus and you get to know each other more and your affections grow for each other, seek counsel, seek wisdom, seek, seek somebody who's been in that same spot that you're in right now. And if marriage was to bloom from that, praise God. But I heard this from, um, from one of the pastors at Redemption Gateway. And I said, dang it, I, I just mentioned that because I said, man, I'm going to take that for myself. <sighs> he said, you should date like Velcro and not like duct tape. And I meant to bring a little prop for y'all to see, but whatever. Um, Velcro, when you take it apart, there's no residue. Duct tape, you got all that, all kind of mess. You got all kind of stuff that sticks behind. You got all kind of baggage that comes with it. All right, I'm going to just leave it at that. So use your time wisely. Your marriage is a, marriage, marriage is a gift. Let that come. Don't be in a hurry. Use your time to seek counsel and wisdom into the next stage of life. And, 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 and lastly, I want to address those who have dated and, and you feel like you messed up. Join the party. And I'm the chief priest. I'm the chief sinner. I'm at the head of this deal, leading the charge. Because we all have fallen short of the glory. But, but here's, the, here's the beauty of it. Can I, can I tell you some good news? Your, your past does not define your future. Where you're currently now does not dictate where you will be three years, four years, five years from now. For those who said they've gone too far and they've done too much for God to ever forgive them, that is a, that is a lie directly from the enemy who knows he's defeated. The power of the cross transcends all of your mistakes, all of your failures. Every burden that you carry, the cross is taking care of it. That's good news. Amen. Amen. When Jesus rose from the dead and he had all power in his hand, All of our shame, all of our guilt, all of those things that the enemy tries to whisper to us, those things are covered in the blood. Instead of receiving death, he gave us new life and he gave us eternal hope. And for those in here, by your own admission, to say that you're, you're not even a believer, here's what I would say. Stop trying to figure it out on your own. Behavior modification is saying, I just want to take this weight on myself. 
And the last time I checked, no man, no woman was able to carry the weight and the sins of this world. Let the gospel reach those places in your heart that you've built walls up. Christ Jesus, the creator of all the universe, knows what's best for his creation. Let him take part in your life. I want to pray for us. We want to ask the band to come. But before we do that, I, I want to pray for us, and I just want us to be still in this moment. Because as we were praying as, a, as, a, as the team this, this, this afternoon, and Jed had said this in his prayer, and, and, and I, as soon as he said it, I felt it. I felt it, the weight and the guilt of what this world tries to put on us, what the enemy tries to tell us. And I'm telling you, there's a go- the, the gospel of Jesus Christ carries more weight than what the enemy is trying to say to us. So let's take a moment. Let's be still before God. I'm going to pray for us, and the band is going to come, and we're going to worship our King Jesus. Father, when our sins are revealed to us, we can have two responses, to run towards you or run away from you. God, will we be a people to run towards you? I don't know every story in the room tonight. but you do, and you know it very intimately, every detail, every circumstance, and nothing in the grasp of your hands, nothing in all of your creation is a waste. For those who are having self-esteem issues and those who are trying to figure out their identity, and those who are struggling with their purpose, God, would you meet them right now? Would you comfort them? Would you bring joy? Would you bring peace? You don't operate in confusion and chaos, but you bring a peace that surpasses all understanding. And for those who have yet to come to know you, God, would you meet them here right now? Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for the power of the cross.